Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm CJ Mitica, Editor-in-Chief, and today I'm joined by Vicki Ostrom, a futurist and trend analyst with Top 40 supplier Sanmar, as well as ASI media executive editor Teresa Hegel to explain how casual apparel became the foundation of fashion. And stick around till the end, where we offer up some must-have apparel trends for 2023. So thank you both for, for joining us today. Um, loyal listeners and viewers will, of course, know Teresa. She's one of the regular hosts of our Promo Insider Insiders podcast. Um, and I think many of you will probably know Vicki. Uh, she's been quoted fairly often in the pages of our magazine and our website and has a has a pretty visible role with Sanmar. And Vicki, uh, I'm curious because whenever I see the title Futurist, um, you know, I think it's a very sort of fancy title, like a, like a seer who peers into their crystal ball and predicts <laughs> the future. But what does being a futurist actually entail? Well, I think a futurist is uh, heavy on the trend analyst part of the, the, thing, the, uh, the concept as well, because in order to look toward the future and figure out what to predict what types of things that we may want to wear or eat or how we might, what kinds of cars we might want to buy. That kind of prediction is what a lot of companies are looking for, of course, because you want to make the right choices, right? With what you're producing or, or buying. Um, but in order to do that, you have to know where we are now, what kinds of things we're doing um, in our lives. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, observing social anthropology of, of who we are as a people. And then yes, looking at the numbers, looking at whatever kind of data sets can be found of researching, um, doing surveys with different age groups and things like that. So it's a lot of research and, uh, analytics and crunching of, of information. And then with that, you can look to the future and try to make some educated guesses essentially you know as to what we're going to do in the future <laughs> because we don't really you, have a crystal ball <laughs> how did you get that gig what's your kind of background well actually i started as a um apparel designer and so i was designing apparel for 20 years or so for tommy bahama and eddie bauer and jc penny and companies like that and you know, that is covering most of our American market, really, uh, from all different demographics. And so when I was doing that, you're always looking at trend, obviously, to try to figure out, do this futurist work yourself. And I just really, really loved it. So I started as an apparel designer for Sanmar, and I just really started digging even deeper into the the analyzing component of things because you know we do have such a wide we have the whole world in our in our customer base essentially and so it was really really important to do that so i just got really really deep into the trend analyst part of it and it became the whole job that i could then do as a career which i have always wanted to do it's just so fascinating to me yeah, very cool and yeah we look we we find it fascinating as well, um, and the people in our industry uh, definitely appreciate your work. They're looking for tr looking for trends or looking to know what's next, and they and it's, it's very people related. So we're happy to have your okay. expertise here today, and we're going to be doing a little little bit of of that work and talking about 
casual fashion because it, I think it has become a, a big deal. And so um, we're recording this on February 1st, uh, but I want to talk about January. So January is our sort of official, uh, unofficial uh, apparel month for counselor and ASI media. Um, we have our, our winter issue, which is our annual apparel issue. I, I have, I, I'm holding it right, right here. And we've been um, and we, we've been releasing uh, content throughout the month online on asicentral.com related to uh, apparel. Um, in fact, um, we have our annual fashion photo shoot, which we just released yesterday on asicentral.com. You can go right now and see it. Uh, Teresa is the is the is the person who steers the ship with that. She did an amazing job. It looks amazing. Teresa, you should be very very proud of the work, the work you did this Thank year. Thank you. You know that is my my one time to be Anna Wintour and like. You know, steer like That's a what fashion I was say. magazine. Yeah. <laughs> My devil wear pro devil wears Prada moment. So I treat everyone nicely. I think. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> much much kinder for for sure. Um, so that so definitely check that out. It's, uh, it's all based on nostalgia and old and and sort of old trends that that have become relevant again. So it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Teresa also wrote uh, a feature article about uh, casual fashion. Uh, so before we ask some questions. Um, Teresa, why don't you just share with us sort of the, the, the premise of, of that article and what you wrote about? So, I mean, the idea was basically that casual fashion is just what is what people wear, like whether it's to work or not. And I know, you know with COVID, everybody sort of talked about like, oh, people want to be in their pajamas or in their like sweats and everything is much more casual. But I think our our kind of premise was that it actually stretches much farther back before COVID ever you know, it was a blip on the radar. COVID certainly accelerated things, but, you know, the casualization, if that's actually a word, I think I used it, but <laughs> I'm not sure if it's, you know, accepted. But um, that casualization has been happening pretty much throughout the whole 20th century. And now it's just, you know, clothes. It's just what we, we want to be comfortable. We want to look good, but, you know, people don't want to wear like a three-piece suit or whatnot to to work. So, so Vicky, that's kind of been our thesis statement that you know casual has really just become very embedded intertwined with with fashion that maybe it was separate before but now you, you can't really se separate them they're, they're one and the same in many mm -hmm. many regards so do you agree with that and if so like when did that shift take place and why it's the, the word shift is really the right way to put it too because we've been inching toward this ever since we started understanding that exercise apparel was comfortable to wear all day long every day and at first when you know the lululemons of the world started really becoming um more what a lot of people were really wanting to wear every day that exercise apparel yoga apparel kind of thing um we at first couldn't really wear it to work all the time because it wasn't acceptable and a lot of times the colors were more sports centric um, and definitely the styles were very sports centric to a certain type of thing like yoga or, you know, tennis or something like that. But now we have so many options because these same, uh, athletic apparel fabrications are now actually in styles and colors that we can wear to work. They're much more lifestyle friendly pieces to the point where if you go by, the windows in a mall of a Lululemon or Athleta or, um, you know, any of these brands that traditionally have been exclusively for workout gear, you can't really tell if you're going by a Banana Republic or 
Athleta, you know, because it's all lifestyle in the front window because we're really wanting what we wear, what we put on in the morning to be the thing that we can wear all through the day, whether we're doing a, a fairly vigorous walk at lunch, you know, to keep our, our health uh, benefits up or, you know, helping with clear our minds or whatever, you know, maybe we get a little sweaty, but then we're going to go right back and sit down at our desk. And so we expect that same piece of clothing to be able to handle a little bit of sweat um, and wick it away from us and, you know, not show uh, sweat marks and, you know, be that one piece that we wear all day long. So, and now we can, which is the great thing. So now we have really truly shifted to this place where that kind of clothing is a one and done kind of item. So Teresa, as you know, as someone who's been in this industry for a number of years now, you've seen it from the sort of that that coverage perspective. And as someone who you know who works who's worked in an office too, like what have you seen in terms in terms of in terms of the the shift towards a more casual aesthetic? I mean, luckily because I guess I've been in newsrooms, I've never been in a a place where I had to dress up for work, so <laughs> right. I've always I've always worn jeans or or whatever. But I think the shift is more that like we're now beyond jeans and like leggings and, you know, um, athleisure kind of wear is accepted in the office. So, so that that's actually different. I think, you know, at one time I remember seeing someone wearing like, she had like a blazer with, with leggings on. I was like, Oh, that's, that's so inappropriate. That's terrible. <laughs> um, and now I think like, why did I, why, why did I care? Like it, it just <laughs> seems normal to me now. Um, but I do remember like when I first started at ASI, I went to, I think it was like an event for Dickies and they brought, they said that athleisure was, was a big thing. And I had never heard that term before. So I was like, athleisure, that's interesting. And now like, yeah. of course you hear it all the time, but the first time yeah. I heard that back in like, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, it was like, yeah. hmm, that's interesting. But, yeah. but now it's just like, that's just like normal parlance. Nobody would kind of right. think anything different of it. So, and that wasn't very long ago, you know, no, no. and now in the, this season, I just started talking about work leisure, um, because we're, we've taken the athleisure word and moved it into work leisure because it's the same thing, but just for work. So, um, you know, casual used to be associated with like sloppiness, right? Like, it, mm -hmm. if you, like think it was only like maybe what, 25, 30 years ago on Seinfeld where George Costanza was wearing sweatpants out and Jerry's like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're basically saying you've given up on life. You're wearing sweatpants <laughs> in, in public. Um, you know, now I, I flew home from Vegas from the, from the PPI show and like half the people are wearing like sweatpants and light, light leggings on, on the flight. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's complete, completely turned. Um, so how do you sort of distinguish um, between where casual was in terms of like being equated to sort of like sloppy or at home style versus casual being something um, that is is worn in, in professional settings like Vicky what's your view on that well for one thing honestly you know speaking about futurist kind of concepts we are always now talking about the climate and so uh what are those changes that are happening to our natural temperatures that are around us or or the um weather extreme weather changes things like that so it is literally getting hotter every single year. So the fact is for a lot of parts of the country, um, you have to be aware that it is a warmer temperature out. So just that um, wanting to have layers that work for you so that you can layer up or down depending on if you're outside and it's hot or you're inside 
and maybe you have the air conditioning on and you know that's something we always had to worry about but now it's even more um of a top point in our mind or hey i am going to go out for a walk and it i might have like extreme rain that comes you know comes upon me at as you know a moment's notice what am i going to have that's going to protect me so you might have a a lighter weight um rain gear that is seam seal protected, you know? So whereas before it may have just been like a lightweight wind jacket or something, you know? So we're just more aware of each of the items that we're putting on our body in the morning. Um, but when it comes to casualization, um, not only do you have the temperature that it's around you affecting you and the, uh, what you're wearing, but you're also, yeah, you want to look professional. And so having items that are comfortable and maybe they're a knit fabric now versus you would have had more of a weight on woven fabrics in your wardrobe. Now you might have more knit pieces, but you can have them because now you can find a camp shirt or a long sleeve, you know, button front shirt that's actually made of knit fabric, but that looks like a woven. And so you can be more comfortable in you know, the way it stretches or breathes for you. Um, but it really essentially looks like a woven shirt. So those kind of options in our lives is letting us look a little bit tidier. Um, and it's, you know, like your, your seams will be actually at your shoulder line so that it gives you that more, um, tidy look, especially up top. Um, but actually you're still very, very comfortable in what you're wearing. So Vicki, the follow up on that was there the fact that there was innovation in like textiles or fabrics that enabled those knit garments to to have a sort of a more pro professional appearance? I mean, yes and no. There is definitely, there's been a huge innovation in fabrications lately. And I mean, I've talked about this with Teresa in the past too, with all the new types of fabrications that are coming out, which are really interesting, like fabrics that are made out of mushrooms or or apple peels or coffee grounds or you know all these different things that um are alternatives to some of those more traditional fabrics that we've had in the past and they have different benefits of antimicrobial or different ways that they help you breathe or whatever but the other part of it is just being smart about the way an item is cut so it could be a very traditional cotton garment that's a, a knit fabric or a woven, but the way it's cut is just a little bit, you know, it's it's actually, like I say, cut on your shoulder, not off the shoulder, which might make you look a little bit sloppier. And if you're in this frame, like we are a lot of times now, you know, working on a Zoom or a an internet kind of based meeting, but so you look tidy here, but then the body of it is just cut with what they call more ease. So there's more, literally more um, fabric around the body of your garment so that you have that extra, you're not strictured, you know, you're not tight feeling. And that's just a matter of smart pattern making, honestly, and a, and a good design. So that is very old school and it's not anything to do with new technology. It's just being very mindful about the way that you're patterning something. And, you know, we were speaking of, this didn't just happen yesterday. We were talking, Teresa and I, about the shirt that especially all women knew for years now, which is, it was a woven shirt. It, you know, had a woven collar, woven sleeves, front and back panels were woven. 
but the side panels were made of a knit fabric that had a ribbed, you know, a ribbed fabrication a lot of times. So it, it expanded, you know, so that was your ease essentially. And it, you know, it moved with you really easily, but you for all uh, intents and purposes looked very, very tidy, especially if you're wearing a blazer or something, you didn't even see that side panel. So. And I think you, I, another thing we were talking about was that it's actually some of it's a little retro, like the double knits are kind of coming back and that's like an old thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I was working at Eddie Bauer, you know, they they look at each page of their catalog and they have a, a financial amount set to it, of course. You know, so this page of Ponty Knit, which is what it's called, and it's it's called that again um, now as well. But they also call it scuba. I don't know if you've seen the words uh, like scuba used in in the definition of some blazers, even like a scuba blazer. And I was at first I was like oh my Lord, are they making out of scuba fabric? Like I was thinking like, you know, <laughs> swimming, diving. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that is intense, you know? But actually what they're calling scuba fabric a lot of times now is literally ponty. It's what we used to call ponty, which is just a double knit fabrication that it has a little bit of a sponginess to it, a little, but it in a good way, you know? It just, it, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't show a lot of lumps and bumps or wrinkles or anything like that. You know, it just looks very um, smooth and a little bit of structure, but yet you can still move in it. And, um, you know, at Eddie Bauer, this Ponty page that we had of, you know, the pants and um, like a just a simple overshirt jacket type style was always, you know, several million dollars. And you didn't touch that style because it was so important and now we're right back there again. And that was, you know, early 2000s that we had Ponty before and now we're right back to seeing the beauty of it. So I wanna talk about COVID because, you know, we're all obligated to talk about it for any any, any topic, uh, but- Of course. Especially for, for this one though, because when I mean, we covered this in the magazine, Teresa, you wrote about this extensively. Um, you know, when people were at home, you know, casual styles were were embraced readily. People were working from home. Um, the question I have for you, and I'll start with you, Vicky, is did, did that moment in time, did that start this casual fashion, this casualization of fashion? Did, or did, was it just sort of the, the accelerator of something that was already happening? It was definitely just the accelerator. I mean, we were already, I mean, walking meetings were a major thing. Do you remember when the Apple campus was built um, in California a few years before COVID? Not very long, but they did the circular um, uh, right. buildings, you know, in a circle that they built in many, many miles of walking trails. So you could do a walking meeting, you know, and, and a lot of corporate buildings were actually doing that. They were building in out, outside spaces for walking meetings. And that's because we were accepting and embracing this need to be outside more, to move more during the day to, um, you know, we had casual Fridays way back in the, you know, nineties that it started to be a thing that, oh, I could dress a little bit more, you know, casually on a Friday. And then it just kind of kept on going from there. So, you know, we just, uh, really embraced it more during COVID because, it's more comfortable if you're sitting at home to be comfortable, especially on your bottoms. And so sweats were perfect. <laughs> Teresa, uh, what, what's your view on how, how COVID sort of accelerated this trend? 
I mean, I agree with everything Vicky says. It, it definitely, you know, there was a lot of like um, columning devoted to how everyone was sloppy and, you know, it was so terrible. And, you know, I, I know there were yeah. people that were like, well, I always dress up from working from home. And I'm like, well, sure you do. Maybe they do. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were some people that did that, but like, I think, I think it did just <clears throat> show a lot of people that you don't, you don't need to be, you know, very buttoned up and, and fancy to get get your work done um and uh-huh. you get used to that and so even when you're back in the office um it just you know it's just it's just a change in in how people want to kind of present themselves they don't want to look sloppy but they mm-hmm. don't want to be you know who wants to be uncomfortable like I don't think I want to like put on heels anymore um mm-hmm. you know unless I really really have to like mm-hmm. there's just so many things that you did before that you're like why why did I do that what was the point mm-hmm. and it's just sort of I think it was like a mindset shift for a lot of people And I think you've really hit on something there, Teresa, is that I think what the pandemic did is it it really jolted people into realizing, why am I following trends? I don't I don't want to wear something uncomfortable, like you said, and I'm not going to. I want to dress for me and I will be aware of the overall trends in the world so that I can you know, fit into society and I can look right in my office setting and whatnot. But there is a serious pushback with individual people saying, I want to be dressing for me now. So you see tri-blends being such an important fabrication because they do all the things you want. You know, they're comfortable, they're professional looking, they, you know, drape nicely on your body, but yet you're comfortable. And um, soft fabrications, things that, you know, are literally soft on your body, on your base layer, especially. Um, It feels like a cuddly hug and people really need that. And again, you know, speaking futurist wise, and and like you say, you can't not talk about COVID because guess what? We're not really out of COVID. It is, you know, we say we're done with it because we're tired of it, but the lot, there's a lot of lingering effects from it, which have to do with our mental states. And that is you, you, you have to understand that as business, because there's a lot of struggles that people are having, whether it's financial or just the residual um, effects of having maybe lost someone in their life or lost their job and they're readjusting to a new job, all different ways. And so this comfort level that we have in our own skin every single day when we put on clothes is not a small thing. So can I be comfortable is my fabric soft? Is it something I can move in easily? Is it going to take me all through the day so I don't have to over um, make my life too complex? You know, people need simplicity um, and also textural, you know, so these textural elements of maybe you're wearing a sweater that has a cable knit now, or you're wearing a polar fleece that has a nice Sherpa kind of feeling to it. I mean, you're seeing a lot more textures coming into play in fabrications and overall the head to toe look is is monochromatic a lot of times you know so you have a a simplicity in the overall look of your uh outfit which is very professional you know you think about a suit it's navy blue top and a navy blue bottom you know or a black black or something and that gives you that column of color that's very professional looking and now we're shifting over to, well, I'm not wearing a structured blazer and a structured pant. I might be wearing a polar fleece uh, 
full zip, um, you know, lightweight jacket and a basically sweatshirt pant bottom. But if they're both navy and the fabrics are a little bit nicer and the findings are a little bit nicer, maybe metal or something like that, overall, you still have a very pulled together suit type look. And it's pleasing me, but I also please my office because I look good in a professional way. And that is our new tailored look, you know? And so this idea of the word tailored is actually changing now. You know, we used to be truly a pad stitched blazer that was, you know, made by a, a professional, you know, educated uh, tailor who had many years of experience behind him uh, or her. And um, now it just means I'm wearing something that is a little bit more tidy looking and overall professional looking. And that is what tailored means now. So it's completely different, um, you know, concept of the word. So you may just answer my next question in part, Vicki, but I, I welcome additional ideas. I, I think we can agree that we're in this new era of work where some people are working primarily from home, some people are returning to the office. Uh, the hybrid working envir environment is a definite thing. So, you know, what kind of um, what kind of outfits, like work appropriate outfits and items, um, can pe can people wear in 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 this or in this new sort of era of, of work? Well, I think it's a shift of instead of a, a fully structured uh, blazer jacket, now it could be a shirt jacket that has a little bit of even lining to make it a little bit more structured. Or it could be that you're wearing a bomber jacket in place of a blazer jacket, but it could be made of that ponty or scuba kind of, you know, more double knit type, type fabric that is... Mm -hmm gives you a bit more structure overall, but yet it's still a bomber jacket. So it's those similar items, but shifted now into a more casual, sporty, like streetwear vibe garment, um, but that was the same purpose. Do you think that it's confusing for younger people entering the workplace with everything being so casual? Do you think it's harder for them to know how to dress appropriately? Because I remember we had talked about that New York yeah. Times article about wearing crop tops to work, um, yeah. which I would never have dreamt of when I was younger. But there seems yeah. to be this like blurred line. Yeah, I would flip that question. Actually, I don't think it's I don't think it's confusing at all for young people what to wear to work. I think it's confusing for uh, older millennials and Gen X and boomers to conceptualize that, like you say wearing a crop top to work is okay. Um, because young people are just entering the workforce and this is what they wear all the time. And their whole philosophy of life is, I have a wardrobe of clothing that I like and that is appropriate for me and my, my idea of what is appropriate in the world. And that's what I wear all the time. I'm not gonna have two wardrobes. I'm not gonna have a weekend wardrobe, which is what we always had. Like I'm an Xer, so. It was understood, you know, I have a weekend wardrobe, I have an after work wardrobe, and I have a work wardrobe. And then I also have like super fancy if I have a really special professional meeting or a wedding or so I had all these different separate wardrobes. And they were very distinct. 
and you just accepted it, you know, and you're like, well, I'd rather be comfortable today. I'd like to wear my weekend clothes, but I can't because I'm at work. Kids these days, you know, young, the Gen Z, the, you know, younger millennials, they are like, no, I, number one, I don't have the money for it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm just not going to have five different separate wardrobes. I have one wardrobe of what I like and I layer it up. I layer it down, you know, and they do make some uh, adjustments for the society they live in. But basically it's like, this is what I wear, like it, (laughs) deal with it. And I think that's where offices are of uh, owners and, you know, managers where we have to shift our perspective, I think, on what is appropriate and what, um, what people want to wear, you know, within reason, everybody's always doing some, you know, adjustments and, you know, understanding and hopefully compromises with each other. But this whole not having five different wardrobes is really seminal to understanding a younger workforce. And it does stem from a financial aspect, honestly, which makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that that makes total sense. And also, um, I think something people have talked about was sometimes the crop tops are a little bit, they call them like the meet and greet length. So it's not like, you know, it's not showing a ton of skin, but you pair it with like a higher waisted pants and you still look, you know, professional, but you have that like style that you kind of want to convey. Right. Exactly. And I think that respect level is really uh, important to understand that, yeah, I'm wearing a crop top, but like you say, I'm not wearing it where it crops right under my bra line. You know, it literally meets my pant length. So yeah, if I were to reach really high or something, maybe you're going to see a little skin or whatever, but essentially in most works experiences, you're not also seeing my skin or very much of my skin. And so it's appropriate. It is appropriate. So in this era of casualization, of, you know, redef- redefined corporate wear, work wear, it seems like distributors should be poised to capitalize on, on the shifts. So Teresa, I'll, I'll start with you. Like how, how can distributors insert themselves into this conversation? Well, I mean, I think all the types of clothing we're talking about are really readily ab- available in, in the industry, right? So you know, we have all of the different kinds of quarter zips and the fleeces and, you know, the, um, you know, jogger pants and all all that stuff. So I think, I I think you're already really kind of there and ready to, to kind of, um, you know, help people with that. Uh, I guess, I guess the, what you want to just make sure you're doing is looking at the most kind of modern styles and and the most, you know, fashionable ways people are, are using what have, have kind of always been around, you know what I mean? Because there there could still be, um, you know, like a, a sweatpant that nobody really wants to wear. So, you know, you want to look for the things that have like that more, those more modern touches, the more elevated touches, but are still the the same basics that we've always been offering in the industry. So I think it, it's, you know, listen to people like, like Vicky to know what those <laughs> trends are and, you know, work with them. And I think it's easier for businesses to allow a um, um, employees that you want to say um, outfit for a trade show. So you want your team to look cohesive to the brand that you are portraying. You want them to look tidy and professional, of course, pulled together, but realizing that the world has changed and, you know, you want to retain employees and they have to be comfortable or they will, you know, find another 
workplace that they can be comfortable. So these are all things on your mind, but we're so lucky now because those items, like you say, Teresa, are already in our industry. We just have to, um, you know, uh, put a little time and energy into finding those pieces that are the upgraded fabric that is in that hoodie. So it's a more professional, smooth faced, um, piece that is still a hoodie, but yet also is a little bit more, um, upscale, you know, and fits your brand guidelines uh, and they're out there. You just have to look for them. So that's the great part is that they're really there. It's just pulling together the pieces that everyone in your age group, uh, you know, trade show group can be happy with. To wrap up, uh, let's talk about some trends for 2023. Now, I know Vicky said earlier that we don't need to be slaves to to trends in in, in the apparel world. Um, however, let's, let's be real. We know this industry. People want to know what what's hot, what they should be selling, what what are the big things for 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 the year. Vicky, just to start with, with you, I mean, what what are some trends that distributors should be on the lookout for this year? Um, I. I do think that there is a return to wanting to be, everyone does want to look a little bit tidier. So there are people wearing more structured shirts again, like um, shirts, blouses too. And those items are out there in the industry that allow you to have that ease that we're talking about that are made of a knit fabrication, but it actually looks like a woven shirt for all intents and purposes or a woven camp shirt, but it's actually made of knit fabric. Um, so don't just think, oh, wovens are dead. No one's wearing a shirt anymore. It's all about a hoodie. It's not. There are definitely options in our industry that give you a look of a woven shirt or a woven blouse. Um, and it may even be woven, but it's just cut in such a way that it, it can allow for ease. And then also don't think, oh, you know, jackets or blazers are out because they're not. It's just that now it's a um, cardigan or it's a bomber jacket, or it's a hoodie that's made of a, that upscale fabric, um, or a better finding on it, you know, like a, a more fancy zipper pull, or, you know, something that's a little bit more um, heritage looking. So don't just think all of the things we used to wear are out. They're really here. They're just upgraded for today's world. Yeah, that, that's a, a constant theme, right, of, of fashion. Uh, what's old, is new, but reinvented and, yep. and better. <laughs> Teresa, any other trends you want to add? Um, I think one of the things I had mentioned in the article was the popularity of like patchwork and kind of DIY type of fashion, which I think stems to TikTok and everybody. Like there is, even though everything is so digital, there is that big movement for people wanting to do things like that are tactile and with their hands. So it, it kind of, in in the fashion world that would mean more like kind of patching things yourselves like appliques and and kind of like that more homey looking style which I think ha has some um, appeal right now. Oh, fantastic. And adding vintage in like I was gonna show you this like I'm wearing a regular old t-shirt you know that's a little bit upgraded but I have what's essentially a scarf made out of a vent vintage scarves that are just sewn together. So people are mixing in those patchwork pieces, like you're saying, or those, those vintage finds that they've gotten from their favorite, you know, vintage store in with their new items. Um, so it's not like people are buying nothing anymore because they're all going to resale or vintage. It's, it's mixing and matching and really curating your own 
personal vibe now that that speaks to your own um uh ethics about the world you know like you want less items but better items or you want uh layering pieces in your closet and you're going to layer in also something that is a, a resale item that you're re recycling so there's some great information here today i, I know um i can speak for teresa as well myself and say I, we feel very fortunate to be a part of uh, Vicky's uh, PhD level uh, <laughs> seminar in uh, apparel and and and, society and, and cultural uh, cu cultural trappings, um, Vicky. If people want to uh, either get in touch with you or find out more about you, where can they go? Um, so they could go to um, Vicky Ostrom at sandmar.com. Email me. I'm always happy to hear from anybody about what is you know, what they're wearing these days and what questions they have. So I would probably just go right there. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you both. And thank you everybody for uh, listening and watching and have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much.